Hi, and welcome back to my podcast titled More Than Necessary. Today is October the 3rd, Sunday at 10.24 p.m. Um, First and foremost, I want to thank God for without Him I'm nothing. And if He's for me, who can be against me? Um, thankful that He blessed me for an audience to keep coming back and listen to my stuff and share it and hopefully motivate and to motivate others. Um, I thank him for blessing with this platform and the knowledge and a positive message and helpful and useful skills, affirmations, just a safe space for me to vent and share my testimony and my walk with Christ. And how, you get what I'm saying? He knows how weak we are. He knows that we, we're we only made out of dust. Like he created us. So, just inspiring people not to be afraid to go to God wholeheartedly. And, like, speak from your heart. Like, questions you ha- you don't understand or you don't. It may be a season in your life that you don't understand or comprehend or you're afraid or you don't have anyone to direct you in the right direction and you don't know how to get to him. But I can only speak from experience. My definition of wholeheartedly seeking him is even in my wrongdoing, I still put God first or I keep him near to me or reach out to him as much as I can, as hard as I can. When I don't feel comfortable, I, oh, I'm not thinking correctly. I've gotten better over the years and I can't do that, but just thank God. And I'm just so grateful and thankful. Like I, I can say wholeheartedly that in my book, I would say maybe a scale of 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, but I'm going to do 1 to 10 percentage-wise. I want to say like a full 3, like a full 3% of me understanding and grasping and pushing through or being able to complete certain obstacles or some things that has held me back or hurt me. I know I can feel, I can see, and I can comprehend what God has delivered me from. And he's still helping prepare me for the rest of my deliverance. And I thank him. I know one thing, patience and willingness and gratitude are three things he's been teaching me. Like, I can say those things. I might not have mastered them. But I can say, like, I think I got like a good foot or I, I at least I'm, I'm at least on level one or past level one. One of the two, whichever one, it don't matter. I'm just grateful that I'm even on the board. That's the way I feel. I feel like I've I just feel like I've made a good step, one good step. If that's all I ever get, I'll be proud of that. But I know he's going to bless me. He want more for me. And I want to serve him wholeheartedly and encourage others. But today, 
I wanted to address like the well address the entire LBGTQ um trans walk of life, non-binary. And I've been kind of avoiding it from this time I've made this podcast. Um, nothing I was afraid of, but I guess I kind of just felt like, okay, I don't feel like going down this rabbit hole with nobody. Or I don't feel like, I just didn't, I didn't have the capacity or the willingness to sit down or like, like you know, really give it a thought of a response if someone would ask for my opinion. And um, and just a couple more things I've been dealing with within myself and giving to God and allowing him to heal or show me, you know, what can I do to better the situation or change my mindset or the way I look at things or just let it go. But um, on a couple of occasions, I've heard like different celebrities, um, one that sticks out in particular Judge Joe Brown and he was talking to um Kiwan Kiwan a basketball player long story short and um this lady named Angela and um they all nice people I don't have nothing against them you get what I'm saying I love all God's children we are all wonderfully made but um I guess I kind of dis I disagreed or I didn't I just wasn't understanding, like, the tone of the conversation, like, how the words was used in place. It came out very kind of one-sided, in which I understand, like, I understand how society feel about non-binary, trans, LBGTQ people. Like, we're peculiar, we're different, we're, you know what I'm saying? They don't understand it. And I can only speak from experience. I'm 27 years old now. I've been out or I started transitioning like eighth grade, I want to say eighth, ninth grade. And I never got out of it. But to go back even further, I can say for myself since I was a child before third grade or maybe I guess I came into, or I recognize my conscience. If you can get, if you get the gist of what I'm saying, my conscience, like third grade, that's when I really started. Like my eyes was open. I was like, okay, I can start comprehending what was going on. But um, even long before that, like I didn't have my mom or my father in my family. So my grandma raised me. I was raised around, around all my aunties. So I had uncles and brothers and cousins, but I'm the baby of the family. So... I was mostly with my grandma and my aunties. So I basically act like my auntie and grandma. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Like I had male role models, but I just I still I don't I don't fully understand and it's okay. But I am grateful that God blessed me with some strong, amazing, smart, intelligent women that taught me and gave me and loved on me with all they had and even when they didn't have it. But back to what I was saying, I was just listening to what the conversation they was having 
And in my opinion, like, I feel like everything can be done a certain type of way. Like, I'm sure you guys have heard, probably it's probably a southern term, but respect is due to a dog. That's just like the same way I put I can put it in the same category as how African-American slash black people feel about how Caucasians or white people like racism. It's the same thing. You don't want nobody to call you out your name or call you the N-word, but you will taunt a person or pick out the person or, you get what I'm saying, seek out to hurt a person, lie on them, you get what I'm saying, bash them, intentionally try to kill them, put their life in danger. But when it comes down to we asking you to protect us, you can't do that. And I don't pick sides. I don't judge nobody. He without seeing catch the first song. And I'm still flawed myself. But in the same breath, I do believe in being fair. And I know one thing that is very important that I've realized and wholeheartedly been willing to give him all of my heart is love. And that's one thing God wanted us to do is love. Love thy neighbor like he has loved us. It may not be perfect love, but as long as you're striving to give God your whole heart for the rest of your days and just walk with him and be patient with yourself and him, forgive yourself and forgive others, and ask him for forgiveness. And I can't, I'm not telling anyone, nobody what to do. I'm just sharing what I've been using for myself. And I really feel and see it paying off. And I'm thankful and grateful. But back to what I was storing, back to my story. Um... I was always kind of peculiar, you'll say. I say to myself, I was real silly, goofy, playful. Um, but one thing, I I think I kind of spoke to my aunts or uncles or my brothers or cousins and stuff. Probably not as much as I could have or should have. But I always kind of just felt like by myself. Like, I'm thankful I'm not complaining. But I was like sheltered or a baby. And I don't know why, I guess, I don't know. I guess I was because I was the baby of the family. I was my father's, my father's mom, which is my mom slash grandma. She raised me. So she's pretty much my mom. That's all I know. So I guess I was just her baby. And we had that bond, that connection. But over time, some things took place or... I saw growing up and as they would say, smelling myself or, you know what I'm saying, touching fire or fire was touching me and wasn't supposed to be. But um, I thank God for my grandma because she instilled so much love and resilience and determination and just spunk and tenacity and just pushing through. I don't know how she did it, 
even back then, those days, some of those days, I used to just look back and be like, oh my God, like how, like, it was just unspeakable, like, where I don't even think words, I wish I can say it the way I feel it. Like, she was an awesome lady. She was, she was the best mom anybody could ever have, in my opinion. And she taught me everything she know. I learned how to cook. I can crochet. <laughs> I can do a lot of things. All thanks to my grandma. But I, one thing that I would say, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just so, I'm super grateful. And I forever hold it near to me. It's the love, the way she showed me how to love. Just love everybody. Love yourself. Love God and trust in him wholeheartedly. Even when you're unsure or you don't know if you're going the right way. Even in your pain. When you sad, when you're fearful, worried. Lost, confused. It's to just love on God. Give God your heart first. Give Jesus your heart first. Our Heavenly Father. But I just always felt different. I always looked different than my father's side of the family. And I guess I'd say right about the time, I want to say like maybe between 13, 14, 15, I was starting to get a little older. And they, you know, it's starts to say you're smelling yourself. I just thought seeing my, my little shape or my little figure or whatnot. And I really didn't look, you know what I'm saying? I didn't look at my body or look at myself like that. But once I kind of like started going out or sneaking off rather much in the um, hood, you know, going to the gym, hanging out with my friends, and, you know, just certain little comments of how people was looking at me and this, that, and the third. And I didn't know, or you know what I'm saying? No one, I didn't have no type of guidance. I just got off the porch. I just, I had to learn, when I didn't learn it all myself and fend it for myself, emotionally, physically, verbally. But one thing I can say that I know today wholeheartedly that I was covered and God was just keeping me. But I got out there and I used to be so nervous and just like, it's weird because I used to play with, I used to play with the boys. Um, I played with the girls, not really. I mostly played sports. I played every sport. Any, any and every sport you name, I've played, except for ice hockey. And I was always good. Either MVP, um, either one first place or second place, math derbies, um, a lot of awesome stuff. And people, all the dudes would just be like, well, why you, you know what I'm saying? I look like a girl, or you can, you know, y'all, trust me, whoever's listening to this, I'm sure you've had that, either a gay friend or a trans fan, or maybe a, a stud friend or something, a fem friend, so I'm got, I'm sure it's, it's not new to you guys, but I just wanted to share, like, if I can, as much as I can, just share 
the way we think or the way we process or see things because over my 27 years that has always been like a thought in my head something I want to do like how how I just see people handle as they would say my community of people like and I'm not saying it in a negative way I'm humble and I'm thankful but it just it baffles me at times because I just be really be seeing here like y'all will really sit up here and like it's just it's, it's some it's, some of this stuff is just like unheard of and I never in my opinion I didn't have a too tough childhood growing up it was actually blessed and wonderful I didn't hang out with a lot of LBGT people or trans people. I hung out with like mostly studs or girls, so I blended in pretty good in society. I took after my mom, so I look exactly like her. I'm shaped like her. You know what I'm saying? But I also have traits from my father's side. My mom's side is just more dominant, but they don't make no, um, they don't matter. Back to what I was saying, I just always wanted to share like how we think or how we feel or the things we want to ask or be yearning for other people to teach us or want to ask, or ask other people to teach us or, you get what I'm saying, help me understand. But in the same breath, after a person so much of you, 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 or you doing this or you making me, you get what I'm saying, can't nobody make you do nothing. We all have a choice. But in the same breath, instead of attacking a person and belittling them, making them feel, trying trying to make them feel less of themselves, you know what I'm saying? People commit suicide, um, bulimic, sex trafficking, you know what I'm saying? Escort, selling drugs, all type of, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure everybody see what's going on. And it's just like, I state again, I'm not judging nobody because I still have flaws about myself that I'm not ashamed of. I'm not embarrassed. At times I let myself down when I do slip and do it or fall victim to it. But I make sure I pick myself up. And when I do, I I push even harder and even faster to make sure it don't happen again. And that's all I ever try to do in life is just love on people and just show them like, we all can do it. We all can make it. Back then, I didn't know what, you know what I'm saying, what I was thinking or what I wanted. I, I couldn't finish my sentence. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to serve and push hard to because I just felt like all my life I've been trying to make a connection with somebody. And it was like, I made one with my grandma, but she was like, she couldn't do the stuff that I wanted to do. And my aunts and uncles. I didn't too tough get along growing up with them because once again, I say I was spoiled or like my grandma protected me. I couldn't get really went whoop me. You know what I'm saying? I pretty much had my way, but I got my shell of weapons. And, um, but I know for myself, even when I was hurt or people was, you know what I'm saying, bullying me, anything. If somebody did something to them or said something to any of my friends, like, I would protect them or do whatever I can to make sure, you know what I'm saying, they okay, they safe, they feel good, that they know somebody loved them. Whatever they wanted to do, I would, I would help them. I would be right there and hold, hold their hand because I know for myself, that's all I've ever wanted. 
all my life, I just always wanted to look to the side and just be like, this is my protection or this is, you know what I'm saying? So this is somebody that loves me no matter what for the rest, like that unconditional love. Now, I knew my grandma loved me unconditionally and wholeheartedly, but, and I'm grateful for it. But I'm sure any child that was either abandoned or didn't grow up with their parents, they wanted that connection. They wanted to, you know, make their father and mama proud. You know what I'm saying? Come to a game or a spelling bee or a math derby or something just to show their support. And I never got that. And I think, I can't remember when, but... I know now that's when I started, I guess, holding conversations, <laughs> I guess, talking to myself or instead of speaking on it because I got to the point where no one would listen or no one could give me the answers that I wanted or even had the willingness. You know what I'm saying? I just got to the point where I was just like, well, I don't know how I started talking to myself, but I just started talking to myself. And it's to the point where... It used to be bad, though, for real. Like, I'd be walking, and i just be talking. It, it, it don't, I don't answer, like, hey, where you finna go? Nah, I think I don't, I don't do nothing like that. It's kind of like, I'd probably be like, do I want to go to the store? I'd be like, nah, bitch, don't go to the store. Oh, forgive me, Lord. But I'd be like, nah, don't go to the store. It's big. Just wait till tomorrow. You can you can hold out. Like, you know, something like that. I don't be having a full-out freaking blown conversation. But... I'm saying that to say, like, how society, the the, the stigmas, the name-calling, the taunting, the bullying, the looking the other way when someone's intentionally trying to hurt us or, you know what I'm saying? It's just voluntary disrespect and crime. <clears throat> I've, I've been in situations where the police look the other way or the police, the put my life in danger, then help me all due to my gender. And it was like, it was mind-blowing to me. But it just closed me off to where I can't trust people. And especially after my grandma passed, my father passed, then my mother passed, all home goings within two, three years apart from each other. I end up being homeless, several abusive relationships. I've been in a shelter two, for like two days. Like, I'm not complaining. Lord knows I'm not because I already gave it to him. And I thank him for keeping me through all of it. And I now know because I never knew how, how am I making it through this stuff? Like, it's like each season I was coming out of, I didn't understand or comprehend. Like, how am I making out of this? Unscaled, unnothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may have to heal from some trauma, some bruises or get more understanding or go through some more tests, but 
That's why I say today, October, October the 3rd, Sunday, I'm grateful. I'm forever at his feet. I pray that he, that Jesus come into my heart for the rest of my days. I want all of him and none of me. And I just ask that he continue to love on me and bless me with his mercy and grace and favor. Touch my heart, mind, body, soul, thoughts, my conscious and unconscious. Let his will be done. And I just thank him for giving me a platform or encouraging me to inspire other people and just share my story and not to throw a guilt a guilt trip or you know what I'm saying someone to feel bad for me because please don't I just want to inspire other people that I don't care black white orange blue purple I feel and I hope and I pray That any and everyone, only I'm only speaking from experience. Every time I pray or read a Bible scripture or praise and worship, I ask for him to come into my heart. I beg for forgiveness wholeheartedly, seriously, and humble myself. I ask him, what is it that I can do to better serve him? And I just give him, I think, give him thanks and praise for everything, any and everything. A piece of tissue, a piece of peppermint for being being able to move my leg, to breathe, to see, to eat, to live, to inspire somebody else. Another day to get it right. I thank him. Like he is so, he is so amazing. And I'm saying it to say like, I just feel like I had given my heart to females, trying to be their friend, doing their hair and makeup, dressing them, all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just being a mama and a sister, a friend to them, giving, giving my all, but never was getting it in return. Loving on niggas. Chasing out some, doing this, you know what I'm saying? Just letting them pretty much just run over me and just, you get what I'm saying? Just like a little piece of meat, a damn trophy or something. Excuse my French Lord. But just letting them just run all over me, bowing down, hoping, okay, maybe you can, you going to love me or you going to teach me or you going to, you know what I'm saying? Embrace me, connect with me. And everybody was just feeding me bullshit and lies. Telling me dreams. And it used to irritate me. Because I'm like. Why is it that. People keep hurting me. And you keep letting them back in your life. Or you just. You get what I'm saying. You may have a little boundary. But I eventually let it down. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I just always said. I'll never. Treat nobody. The way I felt. Or I wouldn't want. It, whatever I could, if it's the Lord's will, to help or be there and help a person 
You get what I'm saying? Like, through a tough trial, I know first, now I know and understand and comprehend that I needed to go to him first so he can help heal me and uplift and encourage and renew me, renew my heart, mind, body, and soul, and spirit. So I'll be able to encourage others and give them positive uplifting encouraging words and why like a awesome I know I'm gonna be well if it's God's if it's his will and I pray that it is that I can be a really 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 a great a excellent outstanding example on why you should serve and praise God wholeheartedly even in your mistakes or things you don't understand or you're afraid of or you don't know how to let go or begin to to just pray for him to prepare you for things that you don't understand or for wisdom for deliverance. And I understand, like, for myself, I used to understand or, or grasp, like, how do I believe it? How do I feel it? How do I, in so many words, manifest it? But if I'm not mistaken, I want to say some months ago, I was in my house. I had, um, I relapsed. I know it was over seven. It's, I know it was good, good and over seven months ago, probably a year ago. Either a year ago or close to a year, I relapsed kind of bad. And I was afraid because I'm like, Lord, I don't want to lose this apartment. And I started panicking. I went in fight and flight mode. I used to suffer from anxiety and depression and panic attacks real bad. So I don't have to go back down. You get what I'm saying? I'm sure you guys have been listening to my story. But long story short, I just really, I lost my mind. I really lost my mind because I'm fighting to help encourage other people and take up classes. I'm trying to model, dance, and I'm trying to find uh, the best way to serve God and give him my life and you know what I'm saying, get understanding and wisdom and you know what I'm saying, just thank him and love on him and ask for him to help me with the things I don't understand or that's hindering me or I need help with. And out of my family, I have an uncle. He's been going to church pretty much all my life and I just in a way, I've kind of modeled, modeled myself, like, certain traits or characteristics. I like the fact that he's forever listening to gospel music. He prays and serves God wholeheartedly. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know things he struggles with, but I know for a fact, like, if he do have some struggles, he don't let them show. He put a praise on it. He encourage and uplift and help and love others. The same way, you get what I'm saying, what I see in myself, 
and after my grandma and my aunts, you know what I'm saying, pretty much everybody of my family, I've taken all the pieces that I've seen and learned through my life of growing up. And it's helpful and I'm thankful, even for my brothers and cousins. I want to say maybe four years. I really can't remember. I think I was probably 20. Between 20, I'm going to say 20 and 24. Yeah, 20 to 23, 20 to 24. Um, I started going to therapy. It was like after my father passed. I think, yeah, it was after my father passed. And I was just a mess. I was a wreck. I was working in the country at a nursing home. And I was at work actually late at night, about 12, 1 o'clock. And that's when my uncle called me and told me my father passed. And my aunt them came and got me, came got me and my brother the next day, I think, or the day after. But um, I came back to Birmingham. And I just, I don't, I can't even explain it. Like, my body just felt weak. Like, unconsciously, I felt and I knew, like, I can make it, I can push through. But I didn't know how to get to it. I didn't even know if I wanted to get to it. And, like, show for, like, it keep doing all my life. It'll eventually pop up and I won't even notice it. But... In my opinion, I feel like that was my first rock bottom. Where that was my rock bottom. Where I hit the lowest of the lowest. Like, attempting to commit suicide. Not loving myself. Just doing any and everything. Just letting any and everybody just running off with all of me. Running off with all myself. And, um... I just feel like I didn't have nobody... I knew I had my family, but they didn't understand me. In my opinion, the way I experienced them is they didn't understand or had the willingness to understand. You see what I'm saying? I, but I don't blame them because everybody has struggles and things they're dealing with. And they don't, you know what I'm saying? Not too tough to say they want to deal with somebody else, but it's like, okay, baby. I guess I don't speak from experience. I know for myself, I don't mind helping nobody. But at least, you know what I'm saying? I can communicate and be like, well, okay, baby, can you give me like a couple of days or a couple of minutes or a couple of hours? I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, settle myself, get myself together, and then I can help you, or you, we can sit here and tackle this together. You know what I'm saying? Boom. So I understand they didn't have that, but I still know I had like a person I can talk to or somebody to give me some helpful advice. But back to what I was saying, it just got like, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. I didn't know if I was going to make it. I didn't know if I wanted to make it. I just, I was lost. I was hurting. I was lost. Because I felt like, thinking as a child, my mom or dad going to come in at any moment and explain everything or tell me. Or t you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking it's going to happen at any time. But it's like I'm getting older and older and older and older. And they never coming. Looking for them. Not like consciously and unconsciously hoping or looking for them. My dad would pop up 
and he spent some time with us a couple of holidays, and I was thankful for that, but I ain't much gonna say no, but I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm thankful for that, and I loved him, and I know he loved me too, we just then, we were both complex type of people, and peculiar, I love that word, I just wish we could have had, like, one deep conversation, I don't never think I was a follower. Um, I would say I, I would follow, I was following for a moment, but I would eventually like, if it's not something I see that's beneficial for everybody or positive, or you know what I'm saying, it grabs my attention and keeps it, then I'm gonna stop it, stop doing it, or participate, or try to remix it the way I may like it or understand it and share it with others to inspire them to share it or do it that way you get what i'm saying be unique authentic but sometimes it works sometimes it didn't i'm saying it to say like i've always just been i guess people can say people can see me as bold or rambunctious or adventurous courageous um self-independent um Defensive, sensitive, extremely sensitive, resilient, a happy, silly, athletic type of person. Um, yeah, pretty much. But I feel like over the years, as I got older and older, it got to the point where I never could find no one that I could really consciously I didn't know or I didn't understand that I can go to Jesus and talk to him and give it all to him I knew about God but it wasn't like real heavy in my family my grandma and auntie took us and my uncle and I was appreciated appreciative and grateful for it but I don't I can speak honestly and say it wasn't enough and it's not their fault. They only gave me what they could, what they had, and I'm appreciative. But the times I did go or learn and hear about, I might not have understand or comprehended, but I kept it near to my heart or on my mind, and it helped me, like in times of trouble. I'm sure you guys can comprehend like how thoughts or things your parents may have told you or feelings you may get in time of need or like your life is in jeopardy or important decision or in the case of emergency, those type of things. But I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to communicate To my family, like, someone's hurting me, they're, you know what I'm saying, abusing me, or I don't understand why or what they're doing to me, or is it a, is it okay or not? And it was like, as I got older and I figured it out or came to my senses, you know what I'm saying, what was going on, it was kind of like, I was just froze. I still didn't even, still couldn't even fully mentally comprehend what was going on plus 
the drugs that I was doing at an early age. So I really couldn't comprehend or understand under the influence. And then I'm suppressing or, you get what I'm saying? Like I'm suppressing these feelings or going to another place in my head while it's going on. Afraid to say anything. And it just, I don't know, it's just. It's not weird to talk about. It's kind of hard to explain. I just wish I could, like, if I could just put you guys in my heart to feel it or experience it or hear the words in my heart, it would make so much sense. But I'm going to pause right here. I went over a little bit. (laughs) But stay tuned for part two. It's coming up next. So share, answer a question, leave a question, mention to a friend, inspire another person, and know that we are all God's children, and he loves us, and he still wants us to serve him wholeheartedly and just put all faith, fear in him and just have faith and believe in him. Ask him to come in our heart and forgive us, repent of all our sins. For without him, we're nothing. And if he's for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for your support. And like I said, come check out part two. It's coming up next. I'm going to give me a sip of water. And I'll be right back. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This is part two. Um, It's going to go a little different. I'm going to share a song that uplifts me, uplifts my spirit and encourages me. And I just want to share it with you guys.
love and not believe. He calls me a lender and not a borrower. I know who I am. And so because of that, I don't have to walk in fear. I walk in faith. If you're walking in faith, shout hallelujah to Jesus. Just lift your worship right there in this moment.